I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Debt funds remain a big worry for Indian investors. And judging by the number of questions which are pouring into the mailbox, I know that all of you are still concerned about the safety of this product. This is a special series of Money with Monica, in which I will decode policy and events around the corona crisis as it happens. I am, of course, answering your questions. Your questions are pouring into my mailbox. And they are telling me that you're really worried about your debt funds, whether you should stay in them, whether you should exit, whether you should run back to the safety of fixed deposits. I will take one question and through that question, I hope I'm going to be answering some of your issues around this product, which has been in such controversy in the recent times. I have had Shahid Jahangi write into me and he says he holds liquid funds where he has got 6% return. He likes them for their cashness and his ability to get his money at a day's notice. But Shahid is wondering if these are safe. Shahid, you are already a seasoned investor. You're using a product in a particular way, understanding what it's meant for. And you are just wondering whether the products are safe or not. What is a liquid fund? It's really a place which tries, it's a product which tries and gives give you a, uh, an alternative to a savings bank deposit. It offers you a potential return, which is higher than what you get, three and a half, four percent Between six to eight has been what liquid funds have earned. But along with the return comes risk. So nothing is free in financial markets. If there's a product giving you a higher return, it is going to be accompanied with higher risk. How do we handle this risk? Ideally, financial planners should be the ones advising you. But let's try and see if there is some rules of thumb, some hacks that we can talk about when we think of liquid funds. There are essentially three risks that you need to be really careful about. The first risk is the risk of liquidity, of the fund house not having the money to pay you back when you put in a redemption request. This is what had happened with Franklin Templeton, where the funds were hemorrhaging and there were too many redemption requests and they could not get the bonds to be sold in the market. Now, how do you, how would you figure out whether your uh, scheme that you have is liquid or not? These are difficult things to find out. Now, remember that SEBI already has rules around this, which says that 20% of the liquid fund portfolio should be near cash in treasury bills or just cash. And we can add the next 20% borrowing limit that mutual funds have, and you should be fairly sorted. But because of the scarring experience of the past few weeks, it's a good idea to see the size of your scheme. How big, how many assets does it have? Now, a large scheme would usually mean that the uh, money is well spread out across investors, across geographies. And there is a fair mix of retail investors in the investor pool. 
Now, you don't want a situation that you're one of the few small retail investors and they're big institutional or HNIs who stay, tend to read the smoke signals better and get out when there's trouble. Uh, an easy hack to decode this is to say that I will pick my liquid scheme out of the top 10 in terms of assets under management. So I'll try and pick a large scheme so that the risk of some individuals or some uh, HNIs holding a large part of the portfolio is reduced. So that's the first one. The second is the credit risk. Now, this is a really serious one because this is really about uh, the bonds that the scheme holds, not giving interest or principal back. And in a liquid fund, we need to have very, very low credit risk. How do we hold this thing called credit risk? We are looking at the rating of the bond paper. Triple A, A1 plus is extremely safe. And we want 95% of our portfolio into uh, bonds which are that highly rated. Lower grade bonds are still investment worthy and they will give you a higher return. But remember, the primary objective of a liquid fund is capital protection, ease of redemption and having the money when you want it. So 95% and above, AAA, A1 plus rating of bonds in the portfolio is an absolute must. The third risk is the interest rate risk. Now, this is a little difficult concept and we'll, let's try and decode this. The price of a bond and interest rate are inversely related, which means that when interest rates fall, bond prices rise and vice versa. A good fund manager uses this relationship to generate a good return for your portfolio. This relationship is measured through something called duration. A one percentage point change in interest rate does what to the portfolio? That's the kind of call that fund managers typically have to make. There are other terms uh, like average maturity, modified duration, which all sort of describe aspects of this essential issue. The thing that you need to remember is that the uh, holding period of the scheme should match your holding period, which means that the bonds owned by the scheme should not be of a longer maturity than they need to. SEBI already has a 90-day tenure for bonds. So the scheme that liquid funds cannot hold paper for more than nine, uh, dated more than 90 days. To be on the safer side, it's a good idea to look at a scheme which has an average maturity of between 40 to 60 days, which means that the bonds will be maturing within the next two months. That reduces the interest rate risk to the portfolio. I've said this before and I will say it again. Do not invest in debt funds if you don't understand them. Work with a good financial planner or a financial advisor who will tell you how to deal with this asset type. Counterintuitively, equity is far easier to understand than debt is but they do have a role in your portfolio. And if you can manage the risk, it's a good idea to have debt funds in your portfolio. I am taking your questions, but please do not send me your entire portfolios to decode. I will not audit your portfolios. I will answer your strategy questions. I will decode concepts, terms, ideas that you might have. Please do continue to write into me at moneywithmonica at livebit.com and I will answer some of your questions. Till next time, stay healthy and stay wealthy.
This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.